Welcome to Table Flipping. I'm actress Taylor Mishak. And I'm writer Alyssa Littman. Join us as we sit down with guests to unpack how the fascinating, messy women of reality TV have shaped our lives. And of course, dish about Bravo, The Bachelor, and everything in between. Thanks Thanks for for listening. Happy Friday, Alyssa. Woo, happy Friday. We're switching things up a little bit. Yes, because we're the freaking bosses of our own freaking pod, <laughs> dude. We could do whatever the frick we want. Yes, we are. And we also wanted to accommodate one of the crown jewels of Bravo, Real Housewives of New York. And it's impossible to cover it if your podcast comes out on Thursdays. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So we're smart business women. We oh, gosh. Are we going to talk about how <laughs> Real Housewives of New York premiered last week, last Thursday night? And... I I think we're all emotional right now and a little on edge. And when it started, I started to cry. I was so happy. And then I FaceTimed you to prove that I was crying because Real Housewives of New York was back. Uh, And that's a little bit about my vibe right now. (laughs) Yes, it was incredible. And it was also very serendipitous because one of our listeners sent us these amazing wine glasses. They're like all Bravo themed wine glasses. Um, Ashley Joseph, who makes them and like posts about them on Instagram. You can buy them on Etsy. Uh, Her Instagram is R-H-O Bravo underscore wine underscore designs. Um, And you guys should follow her. They're very cute. And we got these like really nice presents. And right as I was unboxing them, uh, you mm-hmm. called me and you were crying. <laughs> <laughs> I was like doing a video to be like, look, we got this prostitution whore wine glass. And then it was like Taylor's <laughs> FaceTiming you. <laughs> it was very cute. We were in sync. It was very insane. It was very serendipitous. And I was very emotional. And it and I, I'm ju- I was just so happy. I was like, these are the moments that are, you know, getting me through. And also, it must be said, not only are the wine glasses so cute, they are fucking goblets, dude. They oh, are yeah. Taylor Mishak sized <laughs> wine glasses. Like you could pour half a freaking bottle in this glass. It is, which is great news for me personally. And I've used it every day since yeah, I got too. it. Oh, and it also must be mentioned, we will post this on Instagram that you did a like quarantine drug deal drop off. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah. So the first time Taylor and I had seen each other in person was so that I drove over to her house like across the city. And we basically just like (laughs) we I had a cardboard box and I like put it on the ground like 10 feet away from her. And then Fredo was there and I got to wave to him with my mask on. And then Taylor came over and picked it up after I stepped away. So and he recognized you, Alyssa. He was so happy to see you i was very scared that he would forget who i was and he was like trying to jump and come say hi yeah he really was he was so excited to see you there's very few people on his little list he has like a top eight myspace top (laughs) eight of people he fucking loves and then other people he's very nervous around it so and i think dogs also they recognize you by smell and like they don't have great sight right it's like Mm kind of blurry so it was funny to me that you got out of the car you're like 10 feet away you have a mask on and he still was like oh my god that's a list it was very sweet and it was very very nice to see you and Tony in person briefly from very far away. From very far away. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's a little like hooray for our for our week. Is there anything else before we get into reality TV? Do you have any other like little 
tips or fun things you've been doing to stay Ooh. happy during this time? I actually wanted to ask you what if you've made a quarantine mistake yet because I okay so obviously like groceries are a little hard to come by at this mm. point certain items always out of stock right eggs for us are one of those items they're really hard to get a guarantee that when you order eggs they're actually going to be part of your order I was like spinning out the other night and I was like I'm just gonna make cupcakes and Mike was like it's 10 30 p.m and are you making them from a mix or from scratch and I was like I can make cupcakes from scratch I already made a pie crust from scratch like I am the queen of baking <laughs> I used two eggs in this cupcakes cupcakes from scratch recipe they were horrendous oh no and I felt I still feel bad that I wasted two eggs I like tried to force feed them to myself and oh, it just like no. we had to toss them in the trash trash it was awful oh that sucks that have really you made sucks. any kind of quarantine mistake like this Oh, that's a, I haven't yet off the top of my head. I can relate though to that, like, well, I don't want to waste this thing. Like we only have like one package of pasta mm -hmm. and every day I think about making it and then I'm like, no, 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 yeah. I, like, I cannot waste it. I must keep it. Like I'm sure I'll end up never eating this one package of pasta because I'm like, no, I just, I can't. Um, our Ralph's has not been low on eggs, luckily, but it has been low on just about everything else. So it's, it's been difficult in that regard, but you, I think you should post a picture of your sad cupcakes oh, as well. No. Okay. Maybe we'll store it. It's, uh, it's really upsetting. It's also like midnight when we're eating it. And I was just like, <laughs> life is dark. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, time has no meaning anymore. So yeah, that's um, very true. Let's talk about our just shining light, the Real Housewives of New York. Yeah, this is like our March Madness or our Super Bowl. I, mm -hmm. I truly, even if there's nothing going on on this season, it's so enjoyable to watch these women. Um, it's just such a great cast, right? I was yeah. trying to explain that to uh, a couple of my friends in New York. Lily, who's a fan of the pod, was like, all right, in this time, what is a reality show I should watch? And I was like, girl, you live in New York. You need to watch Real Housewives of New York. And yes. I, I was like, I can't even. All I could say is that it truly is the best cast. I know we've talked a lot about Ramona. We have a fun Ramona episode. But all of them are great TV. Yeah, they're amazing in their own right. Mike was asking me, like, which one of these women is, like, the Kristen Doty of New York? And I was like, they're all the Kristen Doty. That's why the show is excellent. That's because they're perfect. all fucked up in their own way. And now we have a new addition. I They did a, you know, a very brief intro about how Bethany left very suddenly from mm -hmm. the cast and they addressed it very quickly and were like this it sucks because it seems very abrupt and like she didn't tell us but good riddance and now we have Leah who is holding her own already I think what are your thoughts on Leah okay so I think that the cast the OG cast is getting a little bit geriatric <laughs> so <laughs> I'm glad we have some like new blood infused into the cast because um Tinsley, I think, ends up leaving after the season, and she's a little bit younger, too. My mm. favorite thing about Leah is that she sued the cops for smashing her teeth out, and the money she won from that lawsuit, she used to start a clothing line called Married to the Mob, which seems to be very successful. Fucking love that. She's That's awesome. That's the best. She's what? great. I love, too, I love uh, her relationship with her daughter and her being like, listen, my relationship with my daughter is very unique. We're fucking best friends. We're soul sisters. We're mother-daughter. We're everything. Like, what? I And the daughter also is just like, it's like little mini me version of her. And I that's part of what I love about Real Housewives, too, is seeing 
the different parenting styles and mm-hmm. the different like unique family trees and different family structures and seeing her like get frozen yogurt and it just looks like it, the scene of her getting coffee or frozen yogurt or whatever the fuck they're getting with her and her daughter looks like and was just as interesting to me as any scene with two housewives. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, get the daughter on the show. Her and her weird name, Kier? I I don't know. You know, that, and that <laughs> sucks. But other than that, loved it. What did you think about this whole uh, tattoo debate? Oh, whatever. They're just being, like, snooty. I will say, like, Dorinda is starting to sound more and more, like, old school, like, scared of uh, anyone but white people, like, Democrats. You know what I mean? Where she's like, I couldn't even pick her out in a lineup. It's like, oh, you think people who have tattoos are criminals? Like, okay, that's, like, a really old take, you know? That's what I mean by it's getting a little geriatric. Like, we need people to, like, freshen up the thought processes. Even though that's fun, I can't watch a whole show of that. You know what I mean? No, no. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite things that they said, not this uh, episode, but the episode last week, was when Dorinda and Tinsley got in a fight. This is insane. Okay, we just have to break down the background of t- these two women. Dorinda got in a fight with Tinsley, and Tinsley said, like, you know, nice shoes or something like that, and because she tripped. And Dorinda turns around and goes, I didn't lie on my back to get them. <gasps> okay, so first of all, I have to say... Tinsley is a trust fund kid. She's a socialite. Her family's like very wealthy and from Virginia. So Tinsley didn't fucking lie on her back to get her shit either, Dorinda. Mm -hmm. And second of all, you got your money from your dead husband. So sort of, in a way, you did lie on your back to get everything that you have. Yeah. Like, I don't think you want to be like throwing stones, you know? like Yeah, a hundred percent. I thought that was insane. I feel like Dorinda's coming out swinging and has like a hot temper and is for some reason overwhelmed by renovating a house. I don't know. Um, and yeah, that was a week. She was like, I just feel so stressed. That's why I'm being a bitch. And I was like, don't. I don't need this scene. Just be a bitch. Yeah. You know? I don't yeah. need this scene. <laughs> it seems like this season Dorinda's going to get a bad um, cut. Instead of, like, Luann this time, you know? Yeah. Yeah, this is true. Um, Yeah, she's teeing herself up to be a villain. How do you feel about uh, Ramona putting Luann in the basement? (laughs) I think... I I was like... there's that scene where Ramona's like, don't worry, I don't want any drama this year about the room that you're staying in, so I put you in a great room. Yeah. I was watching that, drinking out of my big, beautiful new Bravo glass, and I was like, something about this room is about to be fucked up. <laughs> and I feel a little conflicted because, look, the room is in the basement, sure, but it's a nice finished basement room. It has its own little, like, living room area, right? Like, am I crazy? I do think it has no windows and it seems like the air conditioning thing is a big deal, but also, Lou, they're just Luann is such a little princess that she's going to be mad no matter what. Yeah, that's and, true. And I think they're they both are just are continuing to play the same exact character that got them in the first fish room fight in the first place, mm-hmm. where Ramona's not being the best best host and Luann is being kind of the worst worst guest. <laughs> I, I definitely like, think uh, like Ramona knew what she was doing because she teed it up like I'm giving you the best room in the house. That's clearly by no one's standards the best. The best room room in the house it's not a bad room basements are like notoriously very cold though you know yeah yeah and then she tries to be like well i told you i give you privacy it's like okay this is yeah it is on its own (laughs) like it's its own big suite but it is underground and has no windows it's so insane that Um, house that property is so stunning like when they're sitting outside in the backyard and there's such just like that olympic-sized pool that i'm mm -hmm. sure she never freaking uses and that those beautiful grounds i was like 
my breath was really taken away by it. Yeah, it is very beautiful. Um, it's also interesting to watch Luann like still try to keep up her sobriety, knowing that she's gonna break it pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, <laughs> she's gonna break it, break it. I can't. I also uh, love. I just love everything Tinsley does because it's like she's just she has a good heart, but she's like slightly misinformed on everything. And she adopted these two dogs from a like China meat market named Strawberry and Shortcake. And she's, like, trying to train them, and she's using an app, and she's like, I have to I have to learn how to speak Chinese because my dogs only speak Chinese. And so she's using this app to say, like, good girl in Chinese to them, and then she tries to repeat it. And instead of saying good girl, she says good milk. I'm it, like, <laughs> it's also so bananas that that came up because recently Tony told me he had a conversation with a girl who was like, I adopted my dog from China, and it's just really difficult because the dog speaks Chinese. <laughs> and Tony was like, you're making a joke, right? And the girl no. was like, no. And I, this, this scene started, and I was like, Tony, 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 look. <laughs> it is bananas. Also, can we talk about, I, I know that there are a lot of dogs that need to be rescued in China and from all over the world. There's, I'm sorry, no fucking way these two matching designer mini <laughs> caramel colored fucking poodles came from a fucking meat truck. No. I am... I am so furious. Like I, the only reason I'm also I feel okay because I'm sure she's doing her part in terms of like dog charities, and I think I I guarantee she probably did a lot of real good work when she was there. But no way are those dogs rescues. Look at them. They're like they're like drawings of little cartoon yeah. anime, sweet little design. They're designer puppies. Like they're those not dogs even like missing any of, fur or anything. No, those <laughs> dogs are worth thousands and thousands of dollars. Like uh, just say, hey, I went to China. I did some charity work, like to stop like. Uh, like the dog Yulin torture, dog yeah. torture. And then I also, while I was there, bought two designer yeah. mini poodles and I brought them back here. Like, don't do the whole fucking, I'm not an idiot. The anybody. other thing I was thinking um, about this whole like dog torture situation is like, okay, if your dogs are in a Chinese meat market and you speak Chinese to them, don't you think that's more traumatic than just retraining them in English? Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, and it's not like dogs actually really speak English. They just learn cues based on the treats that you give them. And if these dogs were <laughs> rescued off of a meat truck, like you say, no one was telling them good girl or good boy in the first place. Yeah. Like, these weren't trained dogs, so you're not, like, relearning the commands if they are, in fact, rescues. Like, yeah. It's not like when I pulled Fredo out of the snow, he like already knew some sort of language and we had to retrain him. He didn't know anything. No, you have to. You That's have to, a like, backdoor fact that I have a real rescue. Yeah. <laughs> when you personally pulled when Fredo. When I personally <laughs> pulled him out of when I was doing good work. No. Shout out to the dog cafe in Los Angeles and Kether. She's amazing. And she rescued our dog. Um, that also reminds me that Tinsley put her dog that passed away in the fr in her own f freezer <laughs> in her apartment. Wow, what a um, <laughs> who is it from the office that does that? Angela. Angela yeah. does that with her cat, and she's mm -hmm. like, "I'm just not ready to mourn him." Anyway, I don't want to lose Tinsley. I want her to stay on the show because of stupid shit like this. Also, she has her exes who she was arrested for stalking. She still has his initials tattooed on her yes. body. It's so funny. Girl, remove it. Also, do you remember <laughs> uh, when Luann and Ramona are getting dinner that Ramona says that she has a, she means to say vision board, but she keeps saying storyboard. Story yeah. <laughs> 
She has a storyboard. She made a storyboard. And I was like, no, Ramona, you did not make a storyboard. You were like not in pre-production for anything. You were making a vision board about a man. Like, stop. I just loved that mix up. I thought it was so cute. Yeah, that was really funny. Um, Can I bring up something from Real Housewives of Atlanta that I thought was interesting? Yes. Uh, Candy is doing a recurring guest star on a drama. And so she's going back and forth between filming Real Housewives of Atlanta and this show. And uh, in the show, she has apparently at least one, if not mm, several, sex scenes with a Mm co-star. And I thought I just got a kick out of the, the way that she was talking about it and handling that with her husband. Because from my experience, especially coming off of Dave, where we have like the, the third episode where there's a handful of sex scenes, it really morbidly fascinates pretty much everyone. Like anytime I, I talk to, whether it's friends or whoever, they're like, well, what? Like, oh my God, what is filming a sex scene like? And I think Candy did a good job of being like, listen, I, my husband doesn't love it, but he <laughs> supports me. And, and, and he, it's like, he knows that it's just work and that in fact, it's not a sexual thing. It's like kind of a really physically uncomfortable thing. And it's a long day. But then, and I was like, good for her for like not making it a big deal. But then in this most recent episode, she's like, okay, I made a big mistake. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I, I laughed so hard because she was like, the whole day we're shooting, obviously I don't have my phone on me, which is true. Like, especially yeah. if you're doing, if you're doing sex scenes and you're naked, you don't even have a pocket in your wardrobe yeah. to like sneak your personal cell phone into. So I had the same experience shooting on Dave where I just had like one day of shooting all of these sex scenes and I never have my phone on me. So I'm not texting Tony at all. And it seems like Candy has that same experience where she was like, I didn't have my phone on me. He knows that it's the day I'm doing the sex stuff and I'm not talking to him, which I normally do. And she was like, then I made a mistake and I did like a post from my (laughs) co-star's Instagram and then her husband freaks out. And I think that was such a funny like... Yeah, of course. Like you have to, you have to not do that. That day, she was like, and then I immediately got on a plane and I flew home <laughs> to spend time with my husband. And I just thought that was so funny because people do. It's like we all. I, I get why people would be so fa- fascinated by it, and like the answer is always weirdly anticlimactic because you're like, hey, listen, we're not having real sex. It's actually just like kind of gross and sweaty and not fun and uncomfortable, and there's nothing really dramatic about it. But she found a way to be dramatic about it by liking the guy's Instagram. Here's what I will say as well. Um, We're talking about a guy who got like bad publicity for taking his daughter to a strip club. Like Mm. he continues to go to strip clubs regularly throughout their relationship and Candy's fine with it. And that is about sex. So (laughs) I don't really think you have a leg to stand on when she's doing something professionally that is not about sex. You know, I'm like, you want to go look at people's titties? Fine. Let her do a sex scene. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'm not really upset. (laughs) True. Very true. Um, But yeah, no, I think it's really funny. The liking part is like, uh, I don't know. I've definitely uh, fallen into the trap of being like, um, Mike tweeted this at Summer League before he called me and he said he was very busy, but he's clearly not <laughs> busy enough to not tweet, you know, like oh, whatever. Yeah, exactly. So. <laughs> I've done that too. I've just been like, um, excuse me. And obviously this is like, especially shooting Dave, it's different because Tony and Dave are such good friends, but like in a world where Tony and Dave weren't and like I wasn't texting Tony all day and then I like uploaded a story or something like having fun on set with Dave, like what? <laughs> off, that would be terrible. It would yeah. be so awful. 
Yeah, for so sure. You do. You gotta be. You gotta be professional and considerate, especially if a partner is being like <laughs> making that. Like, you know, <laughs> you're like on set with like your hand over your cleavage. Like, guess what happens in this episode? Whoops! <laughs> and Tony's like, you're like blocking Tony's call. You're like, one second, I'm working. <laughs> one second, I'm posting something cute. I'm busy. Sorry. Oh my god. Yeah. No, I thought that was really funny. And I'm always gonna be on Candy's side because she's so dope and she's like such a hustler and I respect her so much. You know? Yeah. I'm sure she's also making bank on this like celebrity guest star she's doing on this show i was like get it honey good for you um so i wanted to talk about one thing actually two things on vanderpump but one thing that's like very i personally identify with um so stassi obviously very in love with Bo, very anxious to get engaged you know Mm -hmm. we see in this episode that like Bo is planning to propose to her and he's kind of fucking with her by like saying like let him do it in his own time like stop trying to rush him which i think is kind of cruel um and it made me think of this time when so i don't know if you guys did this but when i was in middle school um there was like a tradition where your friends would come over in the morning before school and they would quote unquote kidnap you and then you would like go to ihop and have like a birthday breakfast with all your friends like after they like blindfolded you and drove you there and it was like a cute fun little thing and like I had organized that for, like, a bunch of my friends that year, right? And I was, like, so proud of myself. And I was, like, okay, when it's my birthday, like, my kidnapping better be great. And (laughs) my friends were running late to kidnap me. And so I started crying. My mom is videotaping me. I started crying being, like, my friends don't even care about me. And I would have never planned any of this for them if I didn't think I was going to get kidnapped. Like, whatever, just being, like, awful. Just, like, outing myself 100% for just being a total fucking brat. And then in the middle of me crying, my mom, like, obviously knew they were running late because someone's mom was, like, telling her where they were. <laughs> in the middle of me crying, they burst in, and they're like, surprise, you're getting kidnapped. And I, they're like, why are you crying? Oh, no. And I sort of feel like that's what's happening to Stasi right now. Yeah, that is a very good point. It, yeah, I, I, I do sort of want just someone, and it's got to be Bo, to be like, I can I just tell you that something's coming, and yeah. then will you, like, calm down so yeah. that you're not embarrassing yourself anymore? Like... But also, shouldn't she know that? Like, I don't know. It's it's a tough uh, it's a tough thing. Yeah, I don't know. They're, I feel like they're kind of letting her hang herself. That's uh, very jawbreaker of your childhood. Oh, uh, yeah. This is in middle school. Yeah. What you guys kidnapped each other in middle school? Yeah, it's just like whose car? Uh, some mom, someone's mom. I don't know. Uh, yeah, because we couldn't drive. So they yeah. would, like, come, you know, they get in a minivan and everyone would get dropped off and you'd, like, bust into their house and be like, you're getting kidnapped! And then you would go to IHOP and get a funny <laughs> face paint. <laughs> it was awesome. Um, also, I also, like, as I, I, like, I used to have a lot more judgment on a, a Stasi type who would be, like, really egging on her boyfriend to propose and like really rushing them I used to be like well what the fuck like if if they're if they don't want to do it then that's probably not the person that you should get married to like I had so much judgment about it now that I'm older and I'm in a long-term relationship and a lot of my friends are getting married I'm like okay I get I can see if she's just like wanting to hurry it up a little bit and is frustrated but you can also have a conversation way ahead of time that's like all right, what year are we thinking? Yeah. Like, and then and then shut your mouth, you know? And then if you disagree on that year, then then you need to talk about it. But it's it's I, I think it would be tough to like every day be like, is it today? Is it this week? Is it this? Is it when is it? Like just to agree, just know, agree uh, generally when it's coming, you know? And then you don't have to be 
uh, complaining about it? Yeah, you can have like a timeline conversation with somebody because it's like if she wants to, you know, especially for women because we have only a certain amount of time that we can have babies. And it's like if you want to have babies at a certain point, I think that's like perfectly fair to have that conversation. You know, like if someone's not on the same page as you, like just leaving it up to chance for the sake of surprise is like not a great life plan, I would say. No, you want that perfect middle ground of surprise where like the actual day and like however it goes is surprising to you. But like the fact that your partner is proposing marriage isn't surprising to you. Yeah, I don't. And you also don't want to be like twisting their arm to propose. Like I thought that that would always be, I still think that that would be so, such a terrible feeling to just like demand and give, you know, a Katie and Tom level ultimatum. Sounds no fun to me. For sure. And I also think like Stassi to defend Bo a little bit, they haven't been together for that long at this point. Exactly. So it's like you don't you're not at this point where you should be crying at dinner because he's not proposing to you right now. But you can have that conversation, you know, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. um, Speaking of which, speaking of marriage and divorce, um, Brittany might be smarter than we gave her credit for because she said she did everything 50 50 with jacks including their house financially mm-hmm. and i'm just like oh she is ready for a divorce <laughs> like, <laughs> I, she is protecting her ass yeah i was like very proud of her for that she was like yeah. after um jacks demanded that i make him a sandwich every single day in the beginning of a relationship and bought my breasts i decided to pay for half of everything <laughs> i think it's a good balance too because there is that i mean they showed it recently in a flashback of when they first were living together and she wasn't working Working and he was like, I'm fucking supporting you. And, and I think there's like, oh, OK, if we can't have that relationship, if you're going to treat me like shit when you're supporting me, then you won't support me. Yeah. And we'll make this fucking 50 50 and we'll make this work. Like if that's what she has to do to get the level of like respect and treatment and power that she needs in the relationship and she's cool with it then good for you. Because she did seem happy to go back to work in this episode, too. She was like, Jackson, and I decided to do everything 50-50, so I'm back at work. And it's like, hey, if that's what you want to do, that's great. And there's also a world where she could have been like, no, I want to be, I want you to support me while we start a family, and I also need you to not treat me like shit when we do that. I mean, it seems like Jack would, Jax would not be her partner if that was the case. Yeah. But they've figured it out, and I agree with you. I think she's being a little smart cookie. Because if it works out, then great. And if not, then she's going to fucking take all of her money and more yeah she hasn't like trapped herself by not having you know half ownership in their home or paying for half of their wedding or all of that stuff Mm -hmm. that was great so very proud of her good job Brittany. everyone make sure you have a credit score when you get married because if you get divorced you have no credit score you're totally fucked that's all i have to say (laughs) what do you mean no credit score so like for example um Let's just say some parents that I know, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you know, the woman never had credit cards in her own name. Mm. So when they separated, it was very hard, not just from a divorce standpoint, but from a I need to release a car in my own name. I need to, you know, all the things you would need a credit score for like that. Interesting. Okay. There was no like established credit. It didn't matter that they were married to a person who had the cards in their name. So that's a great lesson. Yes. That's I interesting. Everyone needs a financial history, men and women. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Okay, good. Lesson learned. I have a credit score. So that's great. Yeah. Um, (laughs) All right. Should we get into uh, our interview for this week? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, we have my very good friend, Patrick Kang, who's also my boyfriend's writing partner. He is going to talk about M- MTV's The Challenge, um, which just premiered uh, last week on MTV as well. So 
And uh, Patrick is like a very funny comedy writer. He's written on Perfect Harmony, which is out on NBC. And he's doing the the new show about The Rock called Young Rock, which is going to premiere if we ever make television again. So, uh, And I'm pumped for that show. Yeah, and I'm excited for you guys to all meet, uh, you know, the other half of Mike, basically. Yeah. <laughs> It's only appropriate after we had a Dan Parole Yeah, episode. we did Tony's other half. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> we have to do Mike's other half. Um, All right. Enjoy, you guys, and we will talk to you next Friday. Bye. It's your decision. You either split the money with Hunter, the one that got you here, that helped you make it all away, or keep the entire million dollars all to yourself. Take your time. It's a big decision. That's a lot of money. Life-changing. TJ, all those things you said about all the other partners is true, but this guy's belittled me, put me down, slut-shamed me, and also threatened my life and my family's life. I'm keeping the money. Oh, my God. Welcome, Patrick. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much. Um, I really enjoy having somebody to team up against Mike, and we always win arguments being two against one with him. It's, yeah, he... You know, he, he he never knows when to quit when it's one on one. But yeah. if it's two on one, he can it's we can over. put him away you pretty guys quickly. Are like sister wives. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not um, the whole world knows. And today you're here to talk up to us about the show MTV's The Challenge, which has been on TV since 1998. Yeah, it's almost like a like professional sports league. Yeah, in that regard. Um, talk us through you know your journey with reality TV. Uh, Patrick's in a bachelor league with me, so he's very invested in that as well. <laughs> um, and specifically, how you got to MTV's The Challenge? Well, I would say that uh, I've been off and on watching The Challenge sort of for my whole life, and that's sort of tied to also watching Real World and mm. Road Rules mm-hmm. and shows like that because mm-hmm. that's where sort of the initial pool of contestants came from. Right. Um, and so I watched like a lot of MTV as a kid. And okay. so like I knew it's crazy. Like a lot of the people who I've seen on that are still on the challenge, like CT, for instance, who won was one of four people to win last year's challenge mm-hmm. was on like real world Paris. And I remember like making fun of him as a kid when I was like 12, seeing him on real <laughs> wow. world. And he's like still going. It's crazy. People can carve out like this Whole life for themselves. Careers. Yeah. That's amazing. Well, that's um, really wild. I, feel very left out of the real world because my mom thought it was inappropriate for me when it was on MTV. So it's like this big blind spot I have in reality TV. And a lot of the contestants for the challenge came from the real world. So I also had not heard of this until you brought up that you wanted to talk about it. And we watched the trailer and it truly seems like Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> like, I don't... Yeah. It's, it's insane. It's getting so insane. Like, yeah, literally we were just talking about how there's people attached to tanks and there's like like things exploding and yeah they're, they're like being held underwater in like glass boxes while they're holding explosives and like surrounded by snakes it's, it's bananas it's and not, there's a guy named johnny bananas, johnny yeah. bananas. He's sort and i of gotta the, say he's really hot a lot of people think so it's you either love him or you hate him he's kind of the he's sort of the polarizing face wow. of the challenge a little bit well your girl loves that you know, he sells merch so he sells really? merch i also love saying sell. bananas so i think that, that we're fucking meant to be Imagine 
have my name was Taylor with bananas. bananas on them? Probably shirts, all kinds of stuff. Wow. And he, I think he's a little bit like he kind of he's that guy like he knows he's the asshole, and I think he knows it like helps him sort of thing. And yeah. he's like cool. And I think everyone else knows it. So they all are coming from. So this was originally we saw the real world, then they did real world road rules, which is always hard for me to say. Very hard for me to say. And that was like a also kind of challenge based version of the real world. And now the challenge is like it sounds basically just the challenges. There's less of the drama of them like kind of living together and dating and all that. It's like they're teams and they're doing these insane things. Am I wrong? Well, it's sort of, it's veered more into that as okay. it's evolved, but mm-hmm. it, it, they still all live in like a house and stuff and okay. there's still like hookups. And one of the things I was going to talk about is like, I think it's sort of the, it's the best mix of like, People living in a house where there's a competition, almost like Are You the One, mm-hmm. which I listened to your guys' podcast and that, which is great. Oh, thanks. And very, very <laughs> enjoyable listen. And I love that this last season was incredible. Yeah. Everyone being yeah. like, yeah, sexually flow is crazy. Um, nothing as important socially in, in the challenge, but mm. people yeah. still fighting and getting drunk in the house and stuff like that. Okay. And there's, there's a, the politics of the house and the scheming is a huge part of it. There's alliances. You're sort of vote, basically... You're voting every week to put someone down in the elimination. Mm. And if they lose, they get kicked off the show. Their chance to win what is now up to a million dollars at the end wow. is over. See, wow. Wow. Let's that. <laughs> okay. Uh, we keep every every time we talk about a new show, there's like a different prize. It seems like Britain has mostly no prizes. The highest prize we've heard of in Britain is on Love Island, and you can split fifty thousand dollars, <laughs> which is like after taxes, that's like probably ten thousand dollars or something. Nothing. A million dollars is what I'm talking about. Like yeah. I yeah. will dive into a lake and get a chest and like hover for as long as I can for a million dollars. And you'll see the lengths that you know people go to do shit on the show like now as you saw like the challenges are getting more like the players and the challenges are getting more like athletic but throughout the years there was some more of like you know eating bugs and like, like fear ugh. factor type fear stuff. factor stuff and Guys, you know when so. i just said what i accidentally licked the microphone <laughs> <laughs> So I'm definitely going to get coronavirus now. People are like, wow, it sounds okay. like she just licked the microphone. And you're like, confirmed. I, in fact, licked my microphone. Uh, so they're eating bugs. What kind of bugs are they eating? Like cockroaches or something? I mean, it's there's all kinds of stuff. I mean, like worms and roaches. Oh, and like Stuff that they're just like... You know, you're looking at this little thing in a jar and it's still moving. And people are like, just swallow no. it. Don't chew it. Don't chew it. Just put it down. No. And there was this one time where this person swallowed it and they're like, I finished. I'm good. Like, come on, let's go. Let's go. And then everyone else was chewing theirs. And then two seconds later, or no. maybe like two minutes later, they're like, oh, it was like run in their stomach. And they're like, oh, and they have to go like run five miles. It was like in a final. I always compare it to if you're talking, if you're comparing reality shows to like American sports leagues, mm-hmm. I feel like. The Bachelor is the NFL Mm -hmm. because big ratings, wide appeal. I think that like the cool reality shows that like people talk about in real life, or Uh at least are sort of like millennials or whatever, like The Circle or uh, Vanderpump is like the NBA. Right. Those are like, there's like more like, there's sort of like engagement there. Yeah. I think that uh, the challenge is like hockey, (laughs) where it's like, (laughs) you don't really know, like it's been around for a long time. Some people like, love it. Some people love it. You and know? like you're sort of like, you're not like ashamed by it, but you're surprised. There's like another, a lot of Canadians involved. There's a lot of, yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of fist fighting and like bad haircuts yeah. on guys. And like, you're sort of just like, oh, you watch it? You watch it too? Like, there's, <laughs> there's, they're sort of not like bringing in new fans. I mean, I like people like, are watching it. It's been on for fucking forever. Yeah. So there is obviously this audience.
audience and you're, you seem quite loyal to it. Yeah. I feel like with this, I mean, I go in little spurts of, um, just getting on a show like, and having a big kick and binging it and then I'll get bored with it. Have you ever been? (laughs) (laughs) Fredo just got neutered and he's being very vocal about it. (laughs) Oh, he's whining. Um, have you ever gotten bored with it or do you, have you loyally watched every season? Like how many years have you watched the challenge? Here's the thing. I went away for about a decade and a half. Okay. okay so I so watched you it paint a, the a picture. Kid. You were a young kid in Philly. Young kid in Philly. My mom. Your much, hair was bright yellow. My hair was bright yellow. <laughs> I was five foot three, Excuse 220 me? pounds with glasses and braces. Amazing. Uh, haven't changed okay. a bit. And Pat has gone through several metamorphoses in his life, and they're all very entertaining to hear about. Ooh. You know that like uh, like evolution where it's like the like caveman into man walking. Like yes. mine's like not that like it, it's not <laughs> gradual. It just goes up and down and up there and down. There were some like, earrings in college, which yeah. I'm really excited yes. about. Yes. You know, I, once, I got my earrings at Claire's, just like everyone else. I love you it. Know? I love it. <laughs> That's before, exciting. Before you go out in Scottsdale, you know, yeah. I fully I, I just got my cartilage pierced for my birthday a couple weeks ago, and my I. I in my head was like, well, obviously I will go to Claire's. Like it just still is categorized no. in my mind as the only place that like does piercings. Like that was fully my instinct was like, I will get an ear piercing. I'll go to Claire's. And then of course I went to say that out loud and was like, no, 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 no. Go to a piercing did, shop. Oh, like a I tattoo, like, shop, even or tattoo or shops usually do them. Too. I got my ears pierced at Claire's and they immediately got infected. Wait, did so. A doctor's pierce yeah, ears? Doc- some doctors will pierce ears. When I was in high school, oh, this is terrible. doctor dabbles in piercing when ears? When I was in high school, my best friend who was an amazing point guard on the basketball team her dad was the local pediatrician and she was like and he was like hey i have my piercing gun if you guys want to pierce your ears at all this weekend and here's what here's where everything went wrong he (laughs) allowed us to place the dot where we wanted the piercing for our second holes and because i was a fucking idiot 15 year old i placed it too close to the first hole and so i can a, never get that re-pierced because I already have like sort of a hole there and it'll be like too wide and, and gather. And B, can never wear two earrings at once because they're too close together. No. And I just came home one day and I was like, Tracy's dad pierced our ears. And my mom was like, what? <laughs> like, why hey, did you girls, do that? I have my piercing gun in the car. Yeah. That's so, I'm so alarmed. I don't want doctors to also have side hustles. Like you should, like, right? Yeah. Like that no. seems so crazy if he's just like a pediatrician, but also is piercing ears. But like, adults go to like a piercing parlor. I went to a tattoo <laughs> shop and, and they were great. High fidelity on Melrose. But it's funny how there's just those things in your mind that then you don't revisit. Like I got my ear pierced once and then I just never thought yeah. about it again. And then here I am 28 and I was like, I will go to the mall. I'll go to Claire's. Right. I'll have some 16 year old yeah. do it and how get How old were you when you got your ears pierced, Pat? I've never asked you that. Well, my, my left ear, I get pierced when I was eight. My tight, my very tight. My sister, who was in high school, and her friends basically like took me to the like I was hanging out with them and basically like getting at me and took me to the mall. They're like, let's be, let's pierce his ear and like <laughs> oh took my me. God. Yeah. And I was down. Great job, Courtney. I was just trying to like I basically it's like very gendered, but I have like basically I would like watch MTV and like you know, listen to Tori Amos with my sister and then like my brother would like throw the football too hard in my hand and like jam my finger and my mom would yell at him. Like that's like basically my childhood. So they're like, let's fucking pierce his ear. And so they took me, I guess, I don't remember where I got, probably like piercing pagoda at the Montgomery Mall. Shout Mm -hmm. out to the Montgomery Mall. Uh, Piercing pagoda. And I was so pumped. The first one I got was like a gold ball kind of thing. And I came home and my parents had like friends over 
you know, very like quiet, like friends, like probably eating dessert and drinking coffee, like 50 year old people. And my mom came in and she was like, what? She looked at my sister. She stared daggers at me and my sister and was like, what did you do? <laughs> my, my friends are going to think Patty's a delinquent. Oh, like, no. And she was like, stay in here. Don't That's come out. So like, cute. That's it really is funny. funny. I, I often treated my little brother basically like a doll where I would just be like, we're doing this. We're doing, but I, I never was like, let's pierce his ear. <laughs> they like threw me in the back of their car and like took me to the mall. Yeah. That's oh. amazing. Okay. So you oh. started watching it when you were younger. Started watching when I was younger. And much like you, you know, I'd be watching Road Rules and like, you know, the word like condom would be right. said. And my mom would be like, what's that? Like, turn that off. You yeah. know? Um, and so. Which by the way, uh. You should know about condoms. I know. You know, right? I yeah. feel like maybe eight is a little young, but like 10, well, 11, right 12, like not a bad idea to know about condoms. Yeah. In, in fairness to my mom, I was right after my ear got pierced. And so she was very sensitive about who I was going to become. And so I couldn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, That's true. And then you took a hiatus. I took a hiatus. And then basically uh, my now fiance, Kendra, was watching the show with our friends, Trevor and yes, Kula. Yes. And I sat down and was got, basically got reacquainted with it. And like some of the same people that, were there like Cara Maria, who's a very polarizing challenge figure Mm -hmm. who's been on the show a lot and is a former winner. She was on there. Johnny Bananas, Mm -hmm. CT, um, Anissa, who's coming back this season. Um, So all these people that I watched when I was like in high school or middle school, even younger are are back now. And so that kind of drew me back in. But like you guys watching uh, some of these videos, I was blown away by how far the challenges had yeah. come and how insane the stuff yeah, is. In terms of production value, oh man, this good. trailer for this, I guess, upcoming season is, because it's at April, right? That it's the it's new season April, is yeah. coming out. Was like a full on, it looked like the set of 1917. Yeah. It was like, Someone it was was driving like an full, army tank. Yeah, yeah, there's an army tank and they're like <laughs> hanging off of it and there's like all these bunkers and like bombs going off and things they have to swim in and like looks really crazy. Yeah. Well, they got Deacons to direct the, to DP the trailer. <laughs> I don't know how they pulled that off. Um, I know that uh, Kendra, who's a loyal listener to her podcast and your fiance, right. thank you so much, Kendra, was um, <laughs> helping you focus on some of the women that are on the challenge and how, and sort of the different archetypes that are portrayed on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, are there a couple female characters that really stand out to you? Yeah, I would say that so, Car Maria, who I just mentioned, is somebody who, you know, like, I used to root for back in the day because mm-hmm. she's, like, very dedicated, mm-hmm. is, like, sick athlete. And, but I think that she, last season, objectively, had a sort of a tough season uh, in terms of, like, the social aspect of the show. Mm-hmm. She's dating this guy, Polly, right now, who is kind of quickly become the main villain of the challenge mm-hmm. and is, like, in, like, a, in, like, a, a kind of a aggressive, like pro wrestler, like guy like puffing his chest out in a bar way. Yeah, and and that is actually sort of part of why I like Johnny Bananas now because Johnny will like call him out or yeah. just like give him a weird side eye and be like, "This dude's fucking out of control." But basically, what happened last year on the show is that Tori, who from Are You the One, was proposed to by Jordan, who was one of the eventual winners, down at the. In the inferno, basically, in front of everybody. <laughs> Down in the inferno, Down in the inferno. You know. It's normal stuff. Yeah. And Whatever girl Romantic, of. yeah. And it, and it really felt like, but it really felt like people, no matter what side you were on, if you were rivals with them, like, it was a real moment. Like, mm-hmm. it, you can tell, you know, reality shows, it's real, but, like, it sort of is you know. And this felt like 
you pause and it was like a human moment. Mm-hmm. Like people were very excited. People were like crying and like, oh my God. And Kara was basically like mumbling under her breath. Like this is like, this is fake. This is bullshit. Like this <gasps> isn't real. Like all this stuff. Ooh. And, and Polly even, who was like, you know, the, in my opinion, the biggest jerk on the show was like, come on, that's like, this is like real. You should be. And yeah. he was, she was like, no, I just, I can't, like, it's for attention. Like all this stuff. Yeah. And that was, you know, it was a bad look. Mm. And uh, now, so Kara and Tori both made the final but lost. Mm-hmm. Polly lost, mm-hmm. who is Kara's uh, boyfriend. Jordan won. So now they're all back this season. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's setting up to be a fun rivalry because Jordan and Polly hate each other. Mm-hmm. And so it's sort of this, this couple rivalry. Like, where else, <laughs> what other show are you going to have? <laughs> Two couples in a rivalry where there's evidence on television of somebody not celebrating your engagement yeah. and then you get to compete against them yeah. athletically. I and feel like, like that's such healthy um, motivation to kick someone's fucking ass. You yeah. Know? Like Absolutely. We were watching like the, they have like a little sort of gladiator style fight where they have to go into a ring and it says like vendettas in the background and then they have to like steal some sort of like two pronged infinity sign. Uh, does this sound accurate? Yes. What I'm saying? Yes. Two pronged infinity sign. Like, classic challenge move. <laughs> I had to fight someone in that situation who said that my engagement to Mike was fake. You better fucking believe I'm going to win that. Oh, yeah. Let's <laughs> would cut a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> fully. And fully. Cut, I mean, and it's like, again, back to the million dollars. Like, even without the vent personal vendetta, when they have some crazy challenges where it's like, you know, oftentimes a female challenge where you're like, you're fighting over like a plastic ring yeah. in like a pit. And whoever like pulls it out of the other person's hand wins, <laughs> and they could they will go on for like forty five minutes, like <gasps> wrestling on the ground, like elbowing each other, like they are like tough as nails. Wow, like, they go at it like people like and girls that you think like you know oh this person's presenting is like a fun reality star type person, they get in the inferno and it's like something washes over them and it's like they are competing at it and it's like when we saw the clips games. I was like wow look how beautiful her lashes and highlighter are oh my god she's gonna fucking kill that girl <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. it's pretty cool it's a yeah. cool combo um I that brings up two questions for me. I was wondering if there's this sense of like women are weaker than men in, within the challenges and then if men ever have to fight women in that type of way as well and like what the dynamic is there. They do a pretty good job of not having men and women like face off like in physical yeah. challenges like okay. that, but you know, a lot of times you're competing and you're you know, you can sense that like there's men that are like snapping at women in a way on their own team that they wouldn't be snapping at like a guy, guy. that kind of thing. Um, but for the most part, it is I would say for the like the women on this show are pretty damn good athletes and I think yeah. they're treated as such, at least as as currently constructed. Mm-hmm. I can't sort of speak for like maybe 10 years ago when I wasn't watching the show. And I don't want, I, I feel, this is just, I don't want to feel like I'm talking uh, about only like sort of negative drama, but because the show just has a lot of drama, whether it's males or females. Mm-hmm. Sure, but sure. Kayla, who was, got kicked off Lindsay Lohan's beach house for not caring enough, mm-hmm. uh, had a crazy moment on the challenge a couple of years ago where she was part of like a legitimate like bullying thing against Mm -hmm. this uh, competitor named Kayla Mm -hmm. where, you know, tensions are high. I'm sure both sides, people were saying stuff, but they took all her belongings and all her stuff from her room 
and gathered it and tossed it over this balcony down into the living room. Like, you know those reality show houses where it's like yeah. all open and airy and everyone can kind of see? Tossed all her shit down onto the below, like, the couches and, like... She cri- the the girl cried and like left the show. Obviously, like Aww. it was it was horrible. Oh, guys, I have to tell you, I did that to somebody <laughs> in college. Oh my god! <laughs> but it was to a boy. Nice. It was okay, very that's good. mean to me. And my friend had the good sense to say, "Do you feel better now? Because you have to go get that and put it back." And I was like, "Okay, okay." So basically, <laughs> I can't believe that exact situation. You're like, "Oh my god, it was bullying," and she cried so much. And I'm like, "Oh, I've actually done that." But then um, did you put it back? Okay, so what here's what happened. Yeah, that's Listen, the big difference. Yeah. I lived what? in the dorms, you know, at USC. Oof, I don't think I've actually ever said this like in a public way before, so hopefully nobody's listening. And hopefully this person who, me, so no one's listening. This person also lived in the dorms at USC, and I there's a shared laundry room, mm. and they did some not so nice stuff to me, and uh, they were supposed to be my friend, and I saw their laundry basket with their dried clothes just like sitting there. And I threw it in the courtyard. Yes. And my friend was like, I don't think she actually thought that I was going to do that. And she was like laughing. And then she was like, okay, we have to put it back. So we went and picked it all up and put it back. And I don't think he knows that I did that. Oh my wow. God. And I was still friends with people that are friends with him. It's fine. I hope he found like leaves in his like, socks and was like, what the fuck? He told everyone that I was a psycho. And I was like, you want me to be a psycho? I'll be a real fucking psycho. Oh, I'll psycho. be a fucking psycho. <laughs> anyway. And um, then I'll clean up so after myself, the- motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which is probably more psychotic. I don't know. But uh, so I'm on the bullying people. Sure. That's not so that bad. Get it together. You ate a bug. So she's. <laughs> so good news. Kayla's back this season. Oh, okay, so she's good. returning. I thought that she was going to kind of be gone for for a while. But this she, is the one who was bullied. No, she's the one who, who did the bullying. Who did the bullying. Oh. She had sort of a back. two season hiatus or so. And okay. I didn't think she would come back. But the girl who was bullied has come back strong. And she's. She okay, made it really great. far in the so West. So everyone's doing well. Everyone's doing fine. It's all. It's a. It's a TV. It's a TV <laughs> com, com, competition. Mad Wait. Max, nineteen seventeen reality <laughs> show with Under Armour we're clothing. All like, doing I, fine. Where everything's fine. So if you can come back multiple times, like, can you come back if you already won a million dollars? Oh, people have come back. So you can be a multi-millionaire. Like it's just like Survivor, yeah. right? Oh. Well, and it looked like when we were trying to do some research and watch some clips that it's similar to Survivor in that some of the seasons have had themes. Because it had like villain theme and it had couples themed and uh, exes like that people were. So have you, what's the craziest theme that you've watched? Yeah. Well, there, yeah, there's always usually some kind of theme. Some are better than others. So, and I like the um, vendettas because, or excuse me, rivals, because what they do is they pair up people who hate each other. So Ooh. for instance, they could pair up Kayla and uh uh, Kaylee okay. together and make them work together. And it's actually kind of cool. For the most part, you see people like, look, when a million dollars is at stake, yeah. no matter how much <laughs> shit you talk to the person or how much you hate each other, yeah. you're, you're going to be become team. friends really quick. Yeah. You know? um, so I like that one. Uh, the World of Worlds one that ju- they just did is pretty cool where it was like all these UK people against all these US people. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, the, the, the larger teams compete in the beginning and basically whoever wins gets to choose, you know, who leaves from the next house who gets to fight it out basically mm-hmm. and but the cool thing is if you win the elimination if you are nominated by your own team you get to choose if you want to come back to your team <gasps> or join the other US oh. or UK team oh, that's and so interesting. a big coup happened in last season where 
CT and Jordan went from US to UK mm-hmm. and like strengthened it and got away from the alliance that was running the house the whole time from the US that was Polly and Cara. Mm-hmm. And they, it was like a calculated risk and they pulled it off and they ended wow. up competing against their former team in the challenge and mm-hmm. won. Johnny Bananas and this girl, this competitor, Sarah, won the, the final together mm-hmm. a couple of years ago, right? And basically, he, if you had the better time, you could choose whether to keep all the money for yourself mm-hmm. or split it up. Oh, like right. Right. Uh, Love Island. Yeah, yeah, kind of like Love Island, yeah. And they had been working well together. Like, they had sort of been rivals before, but were working well together, had bonded by the end, and he, Johnny chose to keep the money. It was oh. like, five, I think, I think that one was 500,000. She, she lost $250,000 and oh she God. was devastated. She hasn't come back since. And oh my like, God. He was devastated. And so. Why does he get to choose? Cause he had the better time, I guess. Oh, or whatever. I see, but I like see. they both contributed to it, you know, to Fuck. the, to the champion, to their uh, final win. That is savage. Do you think that's hot Taylor? No, <laughs> I don't. Now I don't like him anymore. <laughs> So then, fa- don't buy his merch. Don't, don't buy his. <laughs> don't buy his banana hat. And so then, fast forward a couple years, Ashley, mm-hmm. who is a very polarizing competitor as well, she has won twice in only about four or five challenges too. Um, she's her game is sort of a mix of like, uh, sort of like cold, a cold po- political game, smart alliances, and like athleticism. Mm-hmm. Like she can kind of do it all. She had a similar thing where she won with this guy, Hunter. She had that choice to keep the million dollars (gasps) or split it with him. And they had been, again, similar thing, had been rivals, but were working well together. They had both, like, you know, earned it. And she chose to keep the million dollars. And she (laughs) afterwards was like, you called me, like, you know, you called me a bitch. Like, you disrespected me. Like, this is what you get. Like, after working with him the whole time. And Good it was, like, people people there <laughs> that had also just lost, like, you know, 10 minutes before were runners up to him, dropped to their knees. Like, it was insane <laughs> watching, <laughs> watching someone lose $500,000. No and this guy, Hunter, is not the greatest guy. He's, he's sort of the, like, southern archetype of, like, guy getting kicked out of a bar and, like, right. shouting. But, like... Pretty good athlete. Right. And, you know, probably deserves some of the money. But I will say, in the years since, it feels like Ashley gets more shit for her choice to keep the money mm-hmm. than Johnny Bananas does. Wow. A fucking for course. The money. Look, this is a cold world. And if you have a chance to get a million dollars, you fucking take it. Especially if you're yeah. a woman. Yeah. You get paid less. Take that money. But, Alyssa, if we <laughs> won together, tw- you would share it with me, right? Because uh, you would sure. definitely have a better time. Alyssa did just say she would do anything with a million. <laughs> Sure. Oh my God. Well, all I have to say is that women make like what seventy three cents on the dollar, and even less if you're a woman of color. So he'll have an easier time making yeah. money than she will. Um. Anyway. Wow. Um. What a fascinating show, and how Truly. fucking crazy that they give people the power to just take money away at the end. Yeah. What well, that that's insane. That's the name the of the drama. game, you know. Like you're. Yeah. You can't really be too mad about it. It's what you signed up for. Yeah. Um. Uh, is there anything I think we should plug the show that you guys are working on that'll premiere in the fall and plug the show that you just wrapped as well. Oh yes. Plug all your shows. <laughs> plug Pat. the shows. Plug uh, the shows. So um me and Mike just started working on a new show that's gonna be on NBC in the fall called Young Rock, that it's about uh the rock, Dwayne Johnson and mm-hmm. his sort of sort of the life before he became, you know, a wrestler and a movie star and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So um that we're really excited about that. And then if you uh 
are fans of uh, Southern Church Choirs and or Bradley Whitford or Anna Camp, you can check out Perfect Harmony on Hulu. Yes. Um, the whole season's on there, season one. Um, it's yeah. very good. The finale made me cry. It was Aww. such a good story. It's, it's a comedy, but like it's very touching, and they did an excellent job. Well, thank you so much, Patrick. And where can people find you if they want to find you on Instagram or oh. Twitter? Or no, you don't want to do that. None. You don't want to okay. find me there. Yeah. <laughs> if you want, like, I'm tagged in a lot of cute pictures and cool. photos and stuff. But cool. you know. Okay, great. Um, awesome. This was great. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thanks, dude.